California. They don't, you know, nobody ever wrote a song called Nebraska Love. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, well I Iowa love. It. Although, although I got some, uh, some good friends in Nebraska, and it's a it's a killer state when you go play shows there. So, I, look, I love the United States in general. You know, um, this goes to a great a great statement. Like somebody said to me the other day in an interview, like, "Does do you lean left or do you lean right?" And I was like, "Dude, I lean towards the flag and I lean towards the United States of America." So, yeah, wherever I wherever we go, shows are killer. Nebraska. Uh, Ohio, Cali, you know, but living in Cali, I'm born and raised. Um, and it's very like important to me. I mean, I've got Southern California tattooed on my right hand, you know, because just, you know, I can't brush my teeth without seeing the word Southern SoCal. <laughs> so wildfires. And I, I'm no stranger to that. Last year, me and my wife and my whole family, uh, two dogs and four cats, like in a car, leaving my house, leaving everything I own as a guy on a bullhorn, you know, says like is telling everybody to get the hell out of the neighborhood, and I look up and my uh, whole mountain was on fire, and I mean a thousand foot flames, man. So I'm no stranger to that, and I I feel for everybody going through this, and I'm lucky I came home to my house and the firefighters that were asleep on my lawn. I mean, I remember we brought them out water and asked them if they were hungry, and I mean I did everything except hug the dudes, man. You know, so for me it was. Uh, I, I relate to that, you know, and, and we get quakes, we get fires, we get a lot of things, but there's also this Southern California vibe that just, you, you can't replace it. You know, I mean, everybody hits me and is like, how can you live there? Because the taxes, I'm like, man, you know, if you're born and raised somewhere, it just, it is what it is. And it's, it's bred inside of you, you know, I mean, everywhere there's pros and cons, right? But I think where you, where you are born, where you are raised, that never leaves you. So I, I, you know, Somebody said to me the other day, are you going to, you know, everyone's leaving California. Are you going to leave for Texas like Joe Rogan? And I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not leaving Cali. Uh, I wish Governor Newsom would leave Cali. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, no doubt. It's okay. Probably He's not going to happen. He'll get forced out soon, homie. Eventually, yeah. Term yeah. limits or he'll probably run for president. He ain't going to get it. I don't know. You know, I think the bar is pretty low now for... Uh, becoming the president. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. You know, we, can, we could go on for days, but let's talk music. Do you? Uh, it's Halloween season. Do Do you go all out for Halloween? My house looks like somebody threw up Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm sitting in front of a gigantic black Halloween tree with Halloween ornaments we've collected for 20 years. Um, the whole house is surrounded by purple and yellow lights everywhere. Yeah, my whole. Yeah, we've got a. Haunted, a light-up haunted house collection, uh, you know, like those Lee Max houses and stuff. We've got, you know, probably 40 of those. Uh, I'm going to do some videos on them actually tonight and put them out on my Instagram for people to see. But, yeah, my house has always been that way, and my wife and I has always loved Halloween. Um, we are married shortly after on Day of the Dead. Uh, that's the day for people who don't know. It's like when the veil is the most thinnest uh, between the spirits and, and this world. So, uh, yeah, we love Halloween, man. You know, I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of people in my neighborhood kind of go off this year. I don't know if um, the COVID thing has dampened the spirit, uh, which it has, you know, obviously around the world. But, you know, you can't you can't let holidays slip by, too. You know, you you, you got to get into it. You got to get into the holiday. Not last year, but the year before uh, I was on tour during Halloween and I kind of made the statement to my wife said, that's it. You know, I'm not doing I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to be home for Halloween no matter what for the rest of my life, for the rest of my career. 
Um, but it was a, it was actually a great show. Uh, we played in Cleveland, and we we had Ginger with us, uh, supporting us, which was fantastic. They're a great band. Um, I mean, we're friends with them. We also manage them, so it it was a it was a good time. But I like to be home, man, and I like to be home with the family at Halloween, and I like to be at, at home with the family during the the holiday season, basically. You've been touring with bands that you've been managing lately, right? Yeah, I mean, look, there's you know. I think it's important to kind of give give them a leg up, right? If they're just coming into it or they've just released a record, and we definitely tend to take some of them out, you know? And uh, what are the top three horror movies for you? Well, okay, so we need to talk about horror, right? Because I just had this whole conversation about this. It's like I don't like slasher movies. I think they're mm -hmm. glorified stuff movies, right? So like Halloween with Michael Myers where he kills like, you know, 10, 12 women. Like, I don't like that. I don't like snuff films. I you know, uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I don't like those kind of films whatsoever. So horror for me is Dracula, The Mummy, Wolfman, Ghost Stories, the you know, Witches. Ooh, what's, what's that shadow behind the door? That's real horror for me. Um, I would say Dracula with Bella is number one for sure. Um, I would say The Mummy is number two for me, the original. Um, you know, I mean, it goes on. There's also a Russian fairy tale done in like 19, I want to say 40 or 50 called V or Vidge um, that you should definitely watch. Uh, actually, Devil Driver did a, a, a video a takeoff on that movie. Uh, our video, Dead to Rights, is kind of a takeoff on that movie. But if you watch that movie, V, it's nuts. It's so nuts. And it's good horror, you know. It's not just slasher horror. Look, anybody could put on a mask, hit a butcher knife. Like, I mean, that shit goes on on a daily basis. Why do I want to walk into a movie theater and watch it for two hours? It just, and it doesn't scare me either, you know what I mean? So you wouldn't consider uh, movies like Solo, Saw, or uh, a certain no. film horror? No. Saw, do I consider Saw horror? No. I consider that glorified snuff films, really. Right. I mean, right. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't. And I don't dig it. I mean, maybe it's because I, I got three sisters, I got a wife. So like, I don't like to see women killed on the screen with knives and all this other shit. You know, now Saw is more psychological, obviously. So that's a different story. I mean, they're they're playing into both both sides of the coin there. But um, I'm a real like horror for me is like I said, you know, the ghost, the witch, what's behind that? Ooh, what was that shadow? Rather than you know blood all over a butcher knife i mean it just i i remember the change when i started going to, to to halloween shops and be like all of a sudden you start seeing that big butcher knives of blood on them and i was like what is this this is not this is not what i grew up on you know so uh, have you seen the new dracula on netflix uh no which one there's a new one there's a new series uh it's i really haven't but i haven't i haven't is it good it's really good. I would highly recommend it to uh, the the the, the uh, actor is uh, uh, an English actor, uh, and he's very much like uh, I don't know how f I'm sure you're familiar with Hammer films, right? Like yeah, Hammer. yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely more frightening than say Hollywood uh, horror I, movies. I mean, oddly enough, last night we watched Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula with Gary Oldman, and I was like. I don't know if I just, I mean, I, I I've always liked the movie, but I kind of paid more attention last night. I, I don't know why, right? but his portrayal of Dracula is, I mean, it's up there with Bella, which is so, not, it's not even blasphemous. I mean, if you really watch that movie, he is just 
unbelievable, man. So, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. It's on Netflix. I'm actually writing it down right now in this little post-it note. So I'm looking for different stuff to watch, man. I'm not really a TV guy, so I'll watch movies once in a while, but I'm more of a music guy. We cut our cable a few years ago, but we haven't looked back. And we're good yeah. with the, we're good with the streaming stuff. You know, I used to have I used to watch Fox, MSNBC, and CNN. I just switched back and forth, and I was like in a constant state of fear because it's just hammering. The narrative. They they push the same narrative, homie. They just push the narrative. Uh, it's just fear. It's just fear, yeah. fear, fear. It's like a hammer of fear. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. Just ah. So now yeah. I. Uh, now I don't uh, have the, that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the people who have a psychological tripwire fall for that and fall for those stations. Um, I tend to watch stuff that's more underground and really look into things. Um, you cannot be during this time a sheep uh, because if you are, you're just going to panic and go into fear mode. Um, you know, there needs to be a little more, uh, and I don't use woke because that, that got hijacked a long time ago, but there needs to be kind of an awakening towards uh, government at, when it comes to uh, government and media together and how they propose fear to all of us. And I just, I don't fall for it. I, 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 and I have not fallen for it, to be honest with you. I mean, I just watched something on the news the other night where it was like 13 doctors talking about what's going on with COVID and like YouTube deleted it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's 13 doctors talking on the on the steps of the of the courthouse in Wash and the Supreme Court. They're all huge doctors in their fields. They have something to say, and then YouTube deletes it. I was like, huh. So, yeah, I tend to look deeper, and I think I think people should as well, you know, with all of this. And I'm not going to discount what's going on, you know. It, but but the fear thing is 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 too much, you know. It's too much. I know that uh, a lot of uh, um, videos on guns uh, have been uh, deleted from uh, YouTube and that are actually now you can find them on Pornhub. Are you, uh, I, I imagine you're a gun guy, right? Did you, you, grew, you grew up with, in, a, in a family with guns, right? I mean, no, I didn't, but I'm a definitely a Second Amendment guy for sure. Um, and I believe in everything that's written in the Constitution. Uh, and I don't want anybody to come along and change the Constitution. And I saw this great statement the other day that the Constitution was written for people who thought there should be no Constitution. <laughs> so it just basically, you know, I'm definitely a Second Amendment guy. I mean, you know, I say it like that. If you can get past the alarms, get past the dogs, you've got to meet everybody in the house that owns a gun. And that's everybody in my household is registered. And uh, what does, in your opinion, what does a well-regulated militia mean? Oh, okay. We're supposed to talk about music, but you know, sorry, <laughs> uh, you got you, know, you got to understand that you know, militias were formed when we were running from the UK, and, and the redcoats were coming over, and they weren't going to let us form our union. That's why militias were started, right? Now everybody will brand militias as white supremacists, right? But, I mean, if you watch some of these stations, it's like, no, there's a black guy right there with a gun. No, there's a Mexican guy right there with a gun, right? So what is a militia? I think a militia is someone that will protect the Constitution, protect the people from government, should big government uh, tend to try to 
discount the Constitution of the United States. That's exactly what a militia is. Now, obviously, you've got your right-hand militias, which are terribly white power, and I don't agree with any of that. But I think that a militia that is uh, conducting themselves in a proper manner and is watching the people's back, I'm all for it. Uh, Dealing with Demons, Volume 1 is the new album. It is. It is. And uh, it is. And it's been out two weeks now. It's incredible. We just got the word this morning that we're number one uh, in ads on radio, which is absolutely stupendous. Um, We came out number four on the hard rock chart. So it was uh, Corey Taylor, Queen, Deftones, and Devil Driver. That was immense. Uh, We made the people move to release a record in the middle of COVID. And uh, I think a lot of bands, well, I don't think, I know, a lot of bands pulled their record during this time because it was a bad monetary move. And it is a bad monetary move to release during this time. But I'm I'm a guy who firmly believes in give people music. Music saved my life. I still get up every day. I mean, you, uh, you know, when you called, I was down here listening to punk rock and, you know, I, I wanted to give people music during this time. So, look, the record's getting 9 out of 10s and 10 out of 10s. I mean, I... I I'm terribly humbled by it, and I feel, you know, I feel that like like we did the right thing by releasing in this time. Absolutely. It's a great album. Uh, congratulations on this album of yours. Is it album number 11? Uh, no, I think it's like nine or something like that. I can't remember. I mean, we've been around a while. This is kind of the reinvigoration of the brand for sure. Um, I told the guys when we were writing it, don't pay attention to the brand. Uh, or what anybody wants, or even what the label wants. Like, if I just met you today, what kind of songs would we write if we used all of our influences? And thus, I started to get songs that were really, like, critical in Devil Driver's change. You know, look, you can't stay the same. Uh, if, if you know Devil Driver by our records, you know that we have a signature sound, but we, we definitely uh, don't have every record sound the same. And there is nothing worse than a brand that's been around 10, 20 years. And when they release their next single, it sounds like something they could have released 20 years ago. I mean, I, I turn those kind of bands off immediately. If you're not growing your art, you're just trying to stay with your fan base, keep your brand the same, and think about Coca-Cola. You know, So I tend to be a little braver than that. And um, dealing with demons is being really, really kind of taken in. So I'm, yeah, I'm, really, I'm excited at this time, and I'm very grateful. On the subject of your new album title, uh, have you ever had a paranormal experience? Uh, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of them, actually. And some that would scare the life out of you, to be honest with you. But then again, I'm a practicing witch, so is my wife. I read tarot. Don't ask me to read your tarot in front of somebody because you may not want to hear the truth. Um, We've had houses we've actually had to move out of uh, because some stuff was going on. Yeah, I've had a a large amount. And I'm I'm getting ready to release a... um, a lot of photos that I take when I go around the world. Uh, I, I admire photographers, right? But I'm not the kind that can just photograph a band or photograph a sunset. So I go into haunted places. And I started doing that about 20 years ago uh, in a mental institution in Italy that was from the 17, uh, early 1800s. And um, I went in by myself. No one wanted to go in. It was three stories. I went all the way down to the bottom of the basement and started speaking some certain things out loud uh, while I was filming and while I was taking photos and you cannot believe what came out on the photos and the video. So now I started running around to all sorts of buildings whenever I was on tour by myself and taking photos and doing video and doing uh, uh, EM, uh, you know, 
doing uh, doing voice work and stuff. So it's been it's been incredible. I, I can't wait to share the group of those photos and 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 the group of like voices and stuff that have come through uh, on tape recorder and stuff. It's unbelievable. Is it weird to see album sales down and chart positions up? For sure. Absolutely it is. But what are you going to do? I mean, it's, uh, you know, I have three sons in their early 20s, and it's like, when's the last time you bought a record on iTunes? Like, Dad, five years ago, you know. So what do you do? I stream. Well, okay. I mean, I think what happens now is now we have to get legally involved with streaming services and say, right, one stream equals one radio play. And that's what it needs to come back to. Otherwise, the, uh, this 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 thing is not going to exist. It's going to be very hard for musicians to exist in this new in this new world. Now, I'm also a fan of streaming. I mean, I own a Spotify account. Um, I like Spotify as a company, so I'm not against it. I'm definitely not. Um, I think it just needs to be regulated so artists see a more of a share. Uh, from their songs being played. Because when you see, you know, hey, your song was played, you know, two and a half million times in the last three weeks and you're seeing, you know, 10 cents, it's kind of like, hold on a second here. What's what's going on? So we'll see what's going to happen in the future. And I hope that, that we come along and we rectify that situation just for younger bands, man, right? Because I've probably got 10, 15, 20 years left in me. But what about the young, young cats coming up, you know? Uh, how are they going to make it? How are they going to do do this thing? I mean, the chances of them even getting out of a van into a tour bus are probably nil. So we'll see where it goes. Does the uh, does the music industry have any competent representatives in uh, in uh, in the halls of Congress or the House of Representatives? Is there anybody out there looking out for you guys? Uh, that's a, that's a that's one of the greatest questions I've been asked in the last. 30 days, man. I mean, because I've been doing a lot of interviews. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. I, I, I know that the EU and the UK right now is actually has attorneys now going to talk to stream services to try to rectify income versus streaming. So we have to really see where this goes. And, and like I said, I'm all for streaming. I mean, who wants to buy a CD? I got a place to put it. I mean, it's going to end up to be a, it's going to end up to be a coaster. You know, I mean, I buy vinyl, and, and actually all of our tapes, uh, cassette tapes, have sold out, strangely enough. So uh, I, I, we're going to have to see where this goes. I mean, I'm a big proponent of people getting paid for spins, um, only because I, I, I am on radio, and, 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 and in my life I've had uh, fairly good success, actually, with, with radio, even though I've been in, in underground bands my whole life. Um and I'm thankful for that, but we just really have to see. So that question is a great question. Uh, I'm not sure, um, and I think somebody needs to come pick up the torch. I mean, maybe it'll be me. Who's the, who'll know? Yeah, yeah, do it, my friend. Uh, what would be your advice to any aspiring musician today? Stay in it, man. Stay in it. Get in the garage and jam all night long. Don't let drugs and alcohol tear you and the band apart. Don't let Yoko Ono come in and screw things up with you and the bass player. You know, like really watch your situations you get in. Uh, not only that, if you get to a critical point, you start selling out some, some venues, you start having some people really looking at you, get yourself a monster of an attorney uh, and listen to him. I mean, that's, that's what I would say. Early on in my career, uh, my first couple records, I mean, I really got put through the ringer. Um, I didn't know the business well. Uh, this is the same story I heard, you know, all my life with other bands as well. But I think you just got to get yourself an attorney that's a, a monster. 
Um, and I, I do. I've got two attorneys on retainer. So, <laughs> Tell me something you've never told an interviewer before. I picked the wrong job. I'm terribly agoraphobic, socially awkward. Uh, I've said that before, but I don't know if I've actually used it in those terms. Like, you know, my job forces me to do things that I wouldn't normally do, be in a group of people I, I don't know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that's something extremely personal. I mean, you know, our first song, Keep Away From Me, was kind of about that. But I don't, you know, I've never really kind of said it in that way. Would you say your industry was in a healthy state pre-pandemic? I'd say the world was in a pretty healthy state pre-pandemic, to be honest with you. I mean, I know the economy was in a, our economy was in a, a great state pre-pandemic. That's for sure. I mean, I'm a, I'm a day trader. I own stocks. I'm, you know, I, I it was in a great, a great place. I think uh, there was, there's a lot of great bands coming up. Uh, the, the music industry is very diverse. Um, I'm a guy who listens to everything from punk rock to metal to jazz to blues to psychobilly, you know what I mean? And and I've I've watched it and it seems happy and healthy. So without touring, it's a very difficult thing for bands. And who I really feel for is like my crew. I'm a guy I'm a very blue collar guy. I hang with my crew. I feel for my crew. I feel for the bus drivers. I feel for the catering girl, uh the coat check girl at the local bar, the bartender at the local place i mean it's i feel hard for those people in the industry uh so so heavily hit by this um you know and everybody has taken a a, a strong hit man every band has taken a hit every crew has taken a hit so i think it was happy and healthy before all of this and and hopefully uh as a species and as a planet we can get past all of this and also kind of open our eyes and not be ruled by by fear by fear-mongering, right? Uh, I tend to be a very critical thinker. And I, I don't know if COVID is all they say it is. So while I do wear a mask and I'm socially distant and my wife went through cancer last year, so I'm definitely staying away from people, um, I just don't see the closures of business and the closures of you know, putting millions of people out of work. I don't see that as the – I see it more of a problem than COVID, actually be honest with you the cure is worse than the disease well it seems to be and i don't want to be insensitive for anyone who have, may have lost a loved one or or been told that they lost a loved one due to covid but they had something else going on i don't want to be insensitive to that uh but i but i really do believe that there's there's something a little more sinister behind this than what is being portrayed and that's just critical thinking and I, I tend to opt out in, in, in sheep kind of thinking. I'm not a sheeple. So I look at this from all perspectives. Um, and again, this is just my view, and I don't mean to be offensive for anybody who, like I said, may have lost a loved one. But, yeah, I, I think that, that the cure is worse than the disease at this point. Well, thank you for your time. I know you have other interviews to do. I can't take up your whole day. Uh, if I can, uh, we can get a, uh, an ID. An ID would be this is Dez with Devil Driver, and I'm blowing it up on Metal Gods Radio.